This is an OSV Podcasts production. To learn more about OSV Podcasts Network, visit osvpodcasts.com. FRG Ministry presents the Catholic Influences Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Hughes, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Mass readings and explore relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter and more reflective explanation of the Sunday Gospels, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influences, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Welcome to episode six, another time for us to explain and understand the Word of God, 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time. This is crazy. The year has flown. I feel like I just don't even know what happened to some of the months. Can it be Christmas, though? <laughs> yeah, so, very soon. Please. <laughs> and speaking of Christmas, that means before Christmas we have Advent and we have an Advent retreat yes, coming up. That. So keep your eyes peeled on frgministry.com forward slash events for all the details about that. Yes, we have some amazing guests as well joining us and um, some even priests. I'd love your opinion on this. Um, this will be the first Advent, will be the first time where even on our online mass you might see another priest um, joining us or even what? instead of me we're going to see how it <gasps> bum, goes bum, but, but we we have researched far and wide to find a priest who's really good and engaging okay because this would allow me as well to travel and not need to come back um crazy travel um to do all the masses as well here which I, i'll continue to do but anyway that's exciting one. bring it, it, it on exciting. It exciting. little teaser there yes <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what uh, Alyssa's thinking. I don't know whether I should have said it or not. No, I'm happy you said it. Yeah, okay. And good. I think it's good. And it's an encouragement to everyone that we can get spiritual nourishment from many different sources. Yeah, and, amen. Um, I know I definitely experienced that in my own life. And mm. so to be able to share that with some of you, I think this is going to be awesome. Yes, and an amazing priest as well. But anyway, we'll, we'll explain a little bit more of that a, a little bit later. But it's a very exciting time. Um, uh, let's pray. Why don't we pray a mm. little bit? Um, one of you ladies maybe can lead us in, in a time of prayer. Let's do it. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for tuning us in. Thank you that you are ready and waiting for us before we are ready and waiting for you. And God, in this time and through the next little while, in the, the little bit that we have to share and unpack. I just pray for all those listening and for ourselves here gathered around this table that in some small way or some big way, we would open our hearts, open our eyes to you, Jesus, and what you want to say. So come, Holy Spirit. Amen. So we'll read the gospel, today's gospel. Um, is taken from Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 to 40. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. And one of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Beautiful scripture verse. Anyone who's uh, 
Jew would know this scripture by heart. It's every prayer meeting, every, every meeting they have, every young boy recites the first thing. And there's, uh, I, I know it because I knew it in a song. It, it goes, Shema Israel Adonai Elohenu Adonai Ehad, which means love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your mind and your soul. And it's, um, which talks about, it sums up everything we believe in sums up if you want to know anything about what god requires of us wants of us it's in that verse a beautiful mm. verse but we'll break it open a little bit we will and i think it's good to give a little bit of context um last week we spoke a little bit about some of the differences in the book um in the gospels of matthew and the gospels of mark and how these instances with the pharisees matthew kind of presents them as the pharisees um attacking mm. jesus whereas in mark it wasn't um, presented in that way. Um, but this one is coming from the Gospel of Matthew and um, our biblical commentary, the interpretation of that, was saying that it's not a, really a trick question. It was more so designed to see if Jesus had the knowledge to be teaching about God and teaching about what God um, wanted for the lives of his people. So was it a test, like them saying, um, the commentary saying like it's, it's a test to see if he was good enough or uh, they, they started with a premise of doubt saying, hey, I don't think you're good enough. I'm not too sure, but I think it was different from last week's question because they literally went out with that question about the Caesar's coin. Mm-hmm. It was literally there to incriminate Jesus, whereas this one wasn't. I think this was more just, as you said, just to see. Assessing whether he is a worthwhile listening to. <laughs> That's right. He's orthodox or not, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they're checking on that. So I think all I, I personally, I feel like this is a bedrock um, scripture for me yes um, and it's one that often comes back and it often pops up but I think it's um, yeah one that I kind of lean on and I love it because what it's really saying about the greatest commandment and is that when we love God's people we are always and at the same time loving God mm. you know those two things is almost like they're sewn in together so you can't do one without doing the other it sort of naturally flows in um and out of each other and you know in this scripture that kind of what more can be said (laughs) you know after jesus gave this response it kind of floored and silenced those who were asking the question and it um yeah i suppose one thing i heard um often and it's often surprises people and i say this during my homily and people come up to me and saying that's not right that's not fair Mm -hmm. but you are as close to god as the person you love the least. Oh man, that's Ooh. so tough to hear. <laughs> <laughs> burn, baby, burn. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but it's true. Like because no, we yes. are, we are, we're supposed to love everybody. It doesn't mean we like everybody. It's, it's not about being close, as in mates, buddies, pals. It's about be, being able to love. You are as close to Jesus as you are to the person you love the least. Yeah. And I think you've raised a really mm. good clarification is like we're not talking about this love where it's, you know, underpinned with feeling and yeah. a motif to be loved back or that you get something out of it. And, you know, it's almost stating the obvious here. If you've been around this podcast long enough, you'll yeah. know uh, when, when Jesus talks about this love, he's talking about choice. Sometimes yeah. he's talking about call. He's talking about our responsibility as followers of Christ to be different, to love different, to choose love sometimes and yeah. choosing love often means the most when you don't want to do it you know yes. and to serve mm-hmm. even when you don't want mm. to serve to pray for that person even when you don't want to pray for them to to um will them well when you don't want to will them yeah. well yeah um 
yeah, thinking about this, this question, who is our neighbour? And basically, it's not just the person next door to us. It's anyone who is a child of God. And, and why um, do we respect them like that? It's because we're all made in the image and the likeness of God. And so when we see the image of God in someone else, we are loving God through loving someone else. Mm. Um, and when it is hard, mm-hmm. gosh, um, and it can be hard, um, to not be afraid to pray, to be able to love that person as God loves them. I think that's something that mm. maybe we can do if we are struggling with that. Yes. Uh, let's take a step back. Let's talk about the, the first command, yeah. the first thing that he talks about. Because Jesus was laying down what he, it means to be a Christian, what it means to be um, uh, someone who, who loves God, um, who follows God. This is the first thing. is He's saying that being a Christian, being religious, being someone who is on the path to the kingdom of God equals loving God. You cannot, religion without loving God makes no sense. It's empty. It's dead. Mm-hmm. So it's taken from De- Deuteronomy, okay? And, and that's a, the verse I, I spoke in, in Hebrew just before. But what he's saying is that a Christian should be, it, it's connected with that scripture verse, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see mm-hmm. the kingdom of heaven. So the kingdom of God. So a pure of heart is, very often that scripture verse is taken as purity, mental purity, sexual purity, when it's not talking about that. Here, here, there, he was talking about blessed are those who are so pure in their focus. Now that as a consequence is purity of life, yes. But he's saying it's someone who's so, in a sense, just so focused, so purely focused on God, loving God, and keeping their eyes on Him, that everything else falls into place. So that, that is what it means. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. Be almost fixated with God. Be obsessed with God. That is someone who is in, and, and if you are obsessed with God, I can tell you, you know how you know you're obsessed with God? Because everyone around you tells you, you're obsessed with God. <laughs> Stop being obsessed with God. You're one, like, there's more to things in life than God. And because the world will be the first to tell you that you are obsessed with God yeah. when you are obsessed with God. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah, so that's the first thing. And then the second thing, it translates to a love of people because if you are in love with God, you see the image of God in other people. You see, um, when you see a poor person, you don't just see, oh, how, how sad. No, you see the image of the one you love on the floor without food. You see the one you love and care for being mistreated. And you recognize Jesus, the one you love, in those who are being oppressed and, 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 and being put down. So, and, and that's where our social justice comes in. We're just so in love with Jesus that we cannot bear to see him suffering in others. This is a hard-hitting one. Hmm. It's good. And I think it's just um, it's important to not reserve these sort of acts. It's important not to reserve these kind of um, this call to love to sort of big gestures and just those moments that are clearly like, oh, there's a homeless person, I should do something about yeah. it. But in very ordinary ways that our days may be interrupted by a need of someone, you know. This morning I was driving to the gym and there was a lady barefoot running across the road. I was like, what the heck? And she's kind of screaming something out and someone had hit her car and, you know, it's not to glorify me because I'm very imperfect, but I ended up on this little car chase. <laughs> 
you know. So she was running across the road and then what? She was running across the road trying to chase a car that was going 80 kilometers an hour, which <laughs> just wasn't going to happen. But I just, I had this gut instinct. I thought, I don't think this lady has a lot of money. And someone has just hit her car and has driven off. Yeah. And there was a real angst in and um, kind of not horror, but like a distress. And I thought, I had something in me reacted to that. And I thought, I've got to go after this car and take a photo of the back of the car and swing back. And, you know, it turns out that I managed to have a chat with the guy in the car and he turned around and he pulled over. But, you know, it's it's such a stupid example. But to go out of your way in mm. a very ordinary, seemingly silly thing um, for the love of – she was my neighbour. Yeah. Still don't know her name. She had a very beautiful face. <laughs> yeah. But – um. You know, for your neighbor, just and really. That could have, who knows what good. The flow on effect as well. Like, mm. as you said, mm. you don't know if she had a lot of money or yeah. um, how that might have completely changed the trajectory of what would have happened to her in the next yeah. few months. And I've been on the receiving end of many, many gestures like that in my life yeah. as well. And there is a weird thing that happens where it kind of does draw you closer to God when you receive a love like that. that you weren't expecting that you don't feel like you deserved. And it was from a stranger. Mm. You sort of just, it does cast your heart to God. And if, you know, you're dealing with someone who doesn't believe in God and that gesture of love, it wasn't just about feelings. It wasn't just about being nice, but it causes them to question, why would they have treated me like that? Yes. Like, what was their motive for treating me like that? They didn't owe me anything. They don't even know me. But that moment can really draw their eyes to God. Who knows? I'm thinking of a joke, but I don't dare say it because (laughs) I'm going to mess it up. You, can. you will reach you ultimate dad status. And then not like, I'm do terrible it. at saying jokes. Anyway, there's these, this guy, um, they were at a drive thru. Um, you might have heard this. And there was a car um, he, he was buying through. The, he was an elderly man. He was driving through. And the car behind him was, was hooting and hooting and hooting. Come on, old man, you're taking too long. You're taking too long. And so she was, the car behind was really frustrated. And so what he did was he said, Look, let me do this. Let me pay for her meal. So he paid for her meal, and then she drove through, and he said, look, he's paid for, because uh, there was a long queue, and he said, he's paid for your meal. And then she, she just kept gesturing, putting her hand out of the window, sorry, thank you, sorry, <laughs> thank you. And then when he, um, the old man went to the pickup window, he showed both receipts and took both meals. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh my god! That is what not to do. No, that's not what not. That's what not to do. It's the antithesis of what we're actually. <laughs> just reminded me of that. Sorry. It's funny. <laughs> so she had to go to the back of the queue again. <laughs> oh, that's. Can you imagine the rage? Oh man! Do that's... not do that. <laughs> um, perhaps let's move to the final part of this scripture. Yes. Um, where it says that the whole law and the prophets hang on these two commandments um and i was thinking about this and no other commandment is probably properly observed if either of these is compromised mm-hmm. if we're compromising our love of god and compromising our love of neighbor um and maybe a bit of an example of this like there might be someone who really follows um all the laws of a religion to a t doesn't eat specific foods or um, avoids occasion of sin um, attends everything they have to do ticks all the boxes mm-hmm. right but in the way they treat people they completely lack compassion mm-hmm. they lack yeah. kindness they lack love um Behaviour like this is what falls short of these two commandments and this is where we've missed the complete point of our faith because we're meant to be reflecting um, the love of God to others and by doing that, loving God himself. Yes. Mm-hmm. You've spoken about this um, You've spoken about this a bit, Father Rob, in the past about, you know, when you uh, admire somebody for their sort of outward acts but then you get to know them 
behind the scenes and it doesn't yes. it doesn't match up it can really really shake your sort of trust yeah, or because your you see just because you're a bad person doesn't mean you lose your anointing this is god's mercy and mm. we very often think just because you're a you're a um a bad person god is going to take away his blessing his anointing you can be the someone with a good heart because that's where you receive your anointing by depending on god but you can take back what you've given to God and God will not take back his gifting towards you. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be careful. We do have to be careful with the it's not by the, the the manifestation of the fruit and the kindness they show. You have to the the fruit of people's life as well sometimes doesn't match up with the anointing that they have. So and this is one thing I always assess my heart. God, please and because sometimes i feel so sinful and then i see god working in my life and i'm just thinking god it would be easier if you just punished me and told me hmm. like like no i'm not going to bless you today but god doesn't he just continues to bless he continues and i think that's so something so beautiful shows god's mercy but at the same time don't measure don't measure um, god's blessing in your life with your holiness they're not equal they're not mm. equal just because God's blessing you doesn't mean you're living a holy life. And so you have to make sure that your your heart is in check. Search me, oh God, and know me. Know if there are any offensive ways in me. And, and just bring me back to you. Bring me back to your heart. The book of Psalms. I love mm. that. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. So let's listen to our sponsors. This Catholic Influencers podcast is sponsored by Modern Grace. Modern Grace is a unique online Catholic gift store with a beautiful faith-inspired collection of gifts and homewares to bring into your life and to share with your family, friends and faith-filled community. Stocking everything from liturgical planners, rosaries, inspiring reads, sacramental gifts, Catholic homewares, a children's collection of toys, wraps and teethers, and FRG ministry merchandise and more. Modern Grace introduces Catholic gifts which add value to your faith life for any occasion. Discounts available for stocking church piety stores, conferences and events. Just contact us online for more information. So check out their range at moderngrace.com.au and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Another week, another curly question. Curly whirly. Curly whirly. I'm really loving these. It's been great. Yeah. These are submitted questions from you, our listeners. And mm-hmm. if you have any um, questions you'd like to ask us, podcast at frgministry.com. There you go. We'd love to know. Um, yeah, questions maybe your kids ask. Questions maybe you have. We'd love to be able to answer these questions. We'll do our best to answer them. Um, this week, is it wrong to be mad at God? or mad at what he is doing, or allowing to happen in your life? Mm. Great Who's question. been mad at God before? Oh, I have. <laughs> I was joking earlier, I cannot relate to this at all. <laughs> yeah, right. So we all, we all have been angry at God, we've all been upset with God. Um, and I, one of the greatest things I ever heard is that God is strong enough, he's man enough to take our anger. But the question is, first of all, where does that anger lead? And what does it mean mm-hmm. to be angry with God? Mm. It's a very good question. <laughs> like, Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Good night. Bye. 
continue. No, so I think the, first of all we need to understand this anger. Anger, if, if it's going to lead to hostility with God, if it's going to lead to me turning my back on God and thinking that I'm right, God is wrong, then yes, it's going to cause damage. Damage not only to um, to our relationship with God, but also it can cause damage to us emotionally. So that's one thing. Uh, two, it must lead us ultimately to trust in God. So I get upset with God. Oh God, why did you allow things like this? And I do get upset. And I'm, sometimes I'm going for a walk and I'm talking to God and I'm angry, I'm upset. But my purpose, my the reason for my anger is to learn to trust in God. It's never doubting God's purpose. It's never doubting that God is right and, and, and knows more than me. But it's me wrestling, trying to come to the, an understanding of God's heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it starts with a, like, no, you're wrong, I, I'm right. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I know, I know that God knows more than I do. And yeah. I, I trust God more than ever, mm-hmm. uh, like more, more than I trust my own. And it's also not going to change the outcome of something. Like if God's <laughs> taken something from you, like you being angry at him is not going to bring that thing back, mm-hmm. um, in a sense. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes there are different things like b- where bad things happen. And I don't want to go into this, but sometimes um, things happen because of nature. Sometimes things happen because of um, other human weakness. You know, we cause harm to each other. Um, and then other times, uh, natural disasters, natural things happen. But uh, at the end of the day, um, again, I always come back to that beautiful verse in Romans, Romans 8.28, that God uses all situations for the good of those who love him, those who trust in him, those who are able to get angry with him and to end, end with trust. Yeah, mm. I think we have to um, get it out of our heads that, you know, God only wants to hear the good news. Mm. Like he's not, you know, filling up on a toxic insta glory feed that's not what he's interested in and so um if you haven't heard that before this could be brand new information but i think it could say it again just say it again because it's really we've got to get it out of our heads that god only wants us to tell him good news like he knows the good news he he loves you so much that he actually prefers to hear the hard parts of your life because mm. they're usually the parts that break us and you know his heart breaks for what breaks yours and he already knows it but he wants you to run to him and, and to share that with him and um that's real that is raw that is you know and we sit here and we say all this and maybe you're someone who's listening and you're really you're going through the anger and you're just like you're hearing what we're saying and it You can't handle it. You're just like, but you guys don't understand. You know, I don't understand what you're going through. I've been through some of my own stuff in my life where you don't want to hear this. (laughs) You know, deep down somewhere that there's truth to what we're saying. But whilst you're in the agony or disappointment or heartbreak and you cannot understand it, you don't really want to hear it. But let me tell you, I read something and I thought, gosh, like this is this is truth in a way it takes faith to be angry with god mm-hmm. you know your ability to share that raw and vulnerable stuff is actually what is in a sense you know making your relationship with god stronger because you're not hiding and if we didn't think god existed or if we thought that he wasn't in control we wouldn't have any need to be angry at him but you are angry at him because you know somewhere deep down that he is in control, that you can trust him. And it's because we believe that we can struggle with with mm. God in it. 
And so uh, we're here we've been talking about angry with God in the context of prayer, right? Mm. So, but there's also angry with God, like a passive anger. Mm. Like, I won't talk to the God because I'm angry at Him. I yeah. don't believe in God because I'm angry at Him. Mm. At the end of the day, that's only harming ourselves. You're better off bringing it to God, being honest with God. Tell God, go to God in prayer and say, God, look, I think you've messed up here. Or maybe I've messed up or I've missed something here, but I want to trust in you. Mm -hmm. But uh, bring it to God, because rather than, than trying to expect that our relationship with God is only um, uh, fairies and... and, and yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So I was going to say fairies and sawdust. <laughs> Pixel dust. Hundreds and thousands sprinkles. Um, I was just thinking a couple of points. Like, um, I'm sure we've all got friends that we love to talk with. And um, if perhaps we're upset at something in our life, like I think of the people I go to, like I would go straight to my friends and I would explain not just the great things in my life, the, the bad stuff and the hard yeah. stuff as well. Um, and so our relationship with God is even more intimate than that. And so, as you both said, like God can take it and he wants to know that. And he's actually going to understand you more than your friends are going to understand mm -hmm. you in this situation. Um, and the other thing, maybe we feel like running and we feel like running away. But as you said, Father Rob, that's not going to be good for you. And run, yes, but run towards God. Um, yes. And even if you're in a season where it is hard to pray and it is hard to um, maybe talk about that with God, your prayer life might look different to what it is when you're in a season of blessing and you're in a season of, of where everything seems to be going right. Um, but just keep the communication going. Mm -hmm. And slowly, slowly, um, I think you'll be able to build that up again. Um, but yeah, just don't cut the communication. Because mm -hmm. when we go through traumatic situations, our, our situation, our natural reaction is to pull back. And we need to fight to make sure we stay close to Jesus. And again, it will look different. The way you approach Jesus is different. And your prayer life may never be the same again because there's, you talk from a, a, a beautiful depth of, of having gone through the suffering with Jesus. I can tell people who have suffered greatly in their life, their prayer is different. It's mm -hmm. just different. And there's that deep intimacy with God that cannot be replaced by a good life with Jesus, only a fantastic life with Jesus. Sometimes that suffering brings about a beautiful depth and a beautiful trust in the Lord. So don't be afraid of those moments of anger. Don't be afraid of those moments of, of misunderstanding, because those bring about an even deeper sense of, of intimacy with God. Sorry if I haven't listened properly, but is there a point at which anger isn't okay? You know, and anger with God isn't okay. Yes, I think it becomes, it comes to a point where it leads to hostility, where you say, okay, God, I'm not going to trust you anymore. Okay, God, um, you, you, I'm, I'm going to stop praying. Okay, God, I'm going to, um, I, I, I don't agree with you to a point where I'm, I'm turning my back on God. Mm -hmm. so yeah, then that is not okay. Mm -hmm. It's I was just going to say in those situations, like you might be at a point where you're so, so broken and it's, that is even really difficult to pray for. Um, it, it is difficult to pray at all. Mm -hmm. um, but not to be discouraged. Like, don't be discouraged if you're in a small season of that. But this, we've spoken about this before. I think this is where community is so important. Mm -hmm. And I think um, having people around you that are going to remind you of God's promises in your life, um, but that will pray with you, will pray on your behalf, and will encourage you to keep seeking God even through those hard times. I think that's very important mm -hmm. as well. But obviously, if it's going to get to a point where it's this continued thing, well, then obviously that's where it's yes. a struggle. Because if your relationship depends on God's provision, in the way you expect it, then really you have never really been in a relationship mm. with God. You've been in a relationship with, with a magician. 
Mm-hmm. So it, again, it's in the unanswered prayers where you get to know the God you're, you're attempting to follow. Yeah. So and it's not easy. It is not easy to follow God. I mean, I wrestle with God. The way I look at it is being angry with God is wrestling with God. I wrestle with God all the time. The, Jacob wrestled with God. He didn't agree with God, but he didn't turn away. He could have turned away and said, okay, I'm not going to pass through. If he didn't wrestle with God, he wouldn't have made it to the altar. So he had to wrestle with God to get to the altar, to the place where um, uh, uh, Israel and, and was renamed Israel. If he said, no, no, okay, God, I accept everything. No, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine, and everything was good. He would never have been renamed Israel. He never would have made it to, to the altar. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, read <laughs> it in the Bible, okay? So th- this, um, and so this is a, a, a beautiful place. That, and he walked for the rest of his life with a limp. And those who suffer walk with a limp. They walk. You could tell people who, are, are suffering, who have suffered with God because they, their walk is never the same. They're, and when you're with a limp, you have to depend on others. You have to depend. It's an act of humility. It's a, depend on, of, of, it's a moment of surrender. Hmm. Um, I was just going to say, if anyone's listening and they're going through a tough time, just know that we are praying for you and we aren't exempt from these things. Um, you should so. have heard the conversation before <laughs> the podcast. Like we all hold this space and this question and your experience, even though we don't know you, we hold it very tenderly because we know that it's it can be heavy and it can be so hard, but um, we're with you in it, you know, as your brothers and sisters praying with you and for you. And, and, and hopefully there's something in this podcast that um, reminds you to lift your head up, you know, and yeah. We're praying for you. And pray for us too. And know that God is with you always. He will never abandon you, even in your anger, okay? So just stop and turn to Him. So let's um, just turn to the Lord and also remember um, to catch up with our online Advent, Advent retreats, things going on. Yes, it's coming up. Um, I can tell you the theme of the Advent retreat. It's called These Three Gifts. Um, all those details are going to be coming to you frgministry.com forward slash events keep an eye on that page for registration details our social media for all of the exciting stuff catholicinfluencerspodcast.com facebook instagram twitter and tiktok and for all of you who are wondering no it is not too early to start playing mariah carey all i want for christmas is you all i want for christmas is humes it was so awesome to hang out with you guys we look forward to chatting next week ciao see hughes later This has been a production of OSV Podcasts. To learn more, visit osvpodcasts.com.